Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour. So I'm happy to bring you guys this episode today. Um, so this is the first episode I put out since I've had a new roommate, uh, my good friend Rich Fratzel. So this series of Feeling Forward is just kind of about mine and Rich's living situation. So uh, we just kind of want to keep it open and honest and stuff we're learning from each other and, and hit on all those topics and, and what, what our goals are for the year. Um, so I had a lot of fun talking to Rich. Uh, it's been a really good experience living with Rich. So far, it's been a week. We could hate each other, but I doubt it. Um, but yeah, just been getting settled in and organized. We've already gotten some, some uh, home improvement projects done, which was pretty fun and exciting. Um, but um, yeah, so with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. But before we get into that, let's start out with the affiliates. So first things first, this podcast is brought to you by audibletrial.com forward slash sample hour. So go there and you guys can get a free book and a free 30-day subscription to Audible. You pretty much, you just register with your uh, Amazon account. You can try the service out and it's pretty easy to cancel. If you guys don't like it, it's not a big deal. Audible, I mean, they, they make it easy for you guys. So definitely go there. Uh, let's do the book of the week or book of the episode. Um, I would say profit first, guys. I, I'm the profit first proselytizer. Um, another good one is uh, The Power of Habit by Charles, Charles Duhigg. Big fan of that book, too. It was pretty mind-blowing. So we'll leave it at that. So, so there's a link in the show notes, so go ahead and click on that, and you'll be good to go. Uh, our next affiliate is naturesimagefarm.com. Uh, Greg Burns is sold out of pretty much everything. He still has a few, few stock left. So if you go to, I believe it's surplus is the section on his website, use code word sample and save 10% off anything that you purchase and get free shipping. Um, Grant Schultz is still giving away his free pawpaw course. So you can click on this link in the show notes and it will teach take you there and you guys can learn how to cultivate pawpaws growing from seed and the whole nine yards. I haven't actually taken the course yet, so that might not be true, but it is all about pawpaws. Check it out for free. Just versaland.tv or just click on the link in the show notes. Um, if you're interested in getting your body back in shape and, and learning about fitness and decoding your cravings and everything fun like that, I highly recommend you check out, uh, Kevin's podcast, uh, Kevin Geary's podcast, Rebooted Body, um, or go to rebootedbody.com forward slash podcast and check him out. Check out his episodes. He he just did a really, really recent one. His most recent episode was really good. It was about uh, cheat days and how cheat days um, will inherently kind of sabotage you in any approach that you're taking if you want to get back in a good shape or your goals, weight loss or, or anything like that. Kevin has some really good podcasts and really good information. If you do like Kevin's podcast and you're interested in taking his courses, I am a fil- I am, the sample hour is an affiliate for the course. So uh, you guys can go ahead and get that through through me, and that's for any of his courses. So decoding your cravings or total body reboot. Um, great stuff. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, I dive in quite a bit, look for motivation. Um, down, guys, I'm down 33 pounds. I'm pretty happy about it right now. Um, it feels good to be 35 pounds away from like my goal weight at 230. So 
when I started this, I was 297. Um, now I'm down like 260, in between like 260 and 265. Your weight fluctuates. So excited about that. Um, and then, yeah, if you guys want to start a podcast, I'm actually going to have do an episode here soon with uh, the owner of Podcast Plus. If I got Sony episodes I need to put out, guys. Um, I just like to record and talk to people so much. So, but anyways, that's not really important. So if you, if you guys want to start a podcast through Podcast Blast Off, I'll definitely consult with you for free. Should tell you what I do to get great audio quality, um, anything like that. Uh, I'm more than happy to help you guys out. Even if you guys just message me and you want to talk to me, I'll, 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 I'll talk to you. I like having listeners that tell me that they listen and why they like the show. It makes me feel good. And like, um, it's always cool to know other people are getting some out of it. I mean, some of my best friends have listened to the show and listened to the show before they really met me and hung out with me. I mean, Rich was one of them. Now he lives with me. So it's, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy to think about. So, um, but yeah, so, so that's a good one. So, uh, podcast blast off, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, and then last but not least profitable urban farming. So tis the season now. Um, I've been getting my, I definitely, I had a good conversation today. I just want to say guys, I'm really grateful to have the friends I have in my life. I had a good conversation with my good friend, Greg Burns about business and, and other things and motivations. And, and man, it, it means a lot to have friends that um, have are willing to have hard conversations with you, are willing to give you honest, open feedback, even if you don't necessarily like it. It's not like he was mean to me or anything, but it, man, I, Greg knows me pretty well. He knows so much I like leisure. And man, he just took time out of his day and uh, gave me kind of a good, I like to, I've been saying all day, he gave you a good healthy piss in my Cheerios because I don't know, I started to get kind of comfortable and, and lazy with Rich moving in and the excitement of that. And um, it was good to kind of talk to Greg and get a fire relit to get focused. And um, so big shout out to my buddy, Greg Burns. So, but the reason why I'm segueing into that, profitable urban farming, we just got, uh, when we talked about it on the show, we just got plot two set up and I, I'm going to have hopefully still get access to a third plot so that I get stuff ready. Um, you know, really excited guys. I mean, everything in the course is kind of going to kind of guide you in what you need to do, um, to, you know, have a home base operations, have this, if you want to do it in the urban environment. And if, if you're not in an urban environment, you're just trying to learn small scale farming on like a 30 inch bed system. I mean, all that information's in the course. Uh, you guys, if you want to sign up through the sample hour and you want to pay up front, you guys actually can save $100 off the total price. Or you can also sign up to the payment plan, which is what I did. And that is it for affiliates. So if you just want to support the show, um, Patreon, guys. So uh, I'm thinking about adjusting what kind of rewards I'm going to do for Patreon. I was thinking about a 15-minute one I was going to add or for the $15 one right now. I would set up so if you if you're paying five dollars more a month on Patreon, you get access to shows early, and I've been wanting to upload more shows out there, but uh, I don't want to give you guys excuses. So uh, even though I'm the uh, me and Rich were joking, I am the ex- I am an excuse expert. Um, I'm really good at justifying why I'd rather do something else and work. So as you as you know. Um, I still do work, but I could definitely work harder and get more stuff done, but Hey, it's a work in progress guys. So, uh, but anyways, all jokes aside. So $5 and up, you get that, uh, Daniel Borkos, 
Um, that's not his real name, but I just like to use a code word. Had a really good idea. Like maybe if you wanted to do fifteen dollars a month, you get you can talk to me on the phone for fifteen minutes um, a month, and we can just talk and be friends. I don't know if you guys think that's interesting or not. That'd be fun. It'd be, it'd be fun to to meet you guys. So I, you know, I, I love getting emails. I've been reading a lot of emails from a lot of different people and um, meeting to to connect with with different. It's just so I'm so busy, but there's even cool people that started listening that are in Ohio. Um, you know, good big shout out to my to my new pal Eric via email. Um, but yeah, guys. So if you guys support the show, I mean, even if even if all you can afford to pay is a dollar, it goes a long way, and I appreciate it. And if you guys don't want to, um, don't want to sign up on a monthly plan or set up a new account with Patreon, totally cool too. I do have an option where you can contribute via PayPal. And if you just want to pay me in one time, do it. I mean, that's that's great. And if and if if you if you you know if you don't want to contribute money or anything like that, that's cool as well. Uh, what really helps the show and iTunes changed it once again. It used to be ratings and reviews. Now to like, let's say we wanted to get the sample hour ranked for popular podcasts and philosophy if you go and subscribe on itunes it helps so even if you don't listen to it on itunes you can hit subscribe on itunes and it, and it helps so most people listen to the podcast via itunes um so it's uh that that would help and really support the show as well that's the point of what i'm trying to say and then my air conditioner kicked on and i lost my train of thought so with that being said guys i hope you enjoy the show with me and rich um and i'm looking forward to bringing you guys more episodes uh next week i'm gonna bring one out tuesday i'm gonna try to do i'm figuring just with time i'm gonna try to figure out maybe do two episodes every other week or or such and such i'll get it figured out guys i appreciate your patience and i appreciate you guys listening and uh just enjoy the show guys thank you so much Okay, first episode of the. I guess this the. I guess it's it's the fourth part of feeling forward this season because this is the first one we've done together. We wanted to do it earlier, uh, but my eyes were swollen shut from sun poisoning when you first tried to move in. So it didn't really. I wasn't really feeling it a podcast. Yeah, so we wanted to do this earlier. But um, it just didn't happen, and then, uh, yeah. So and then it was like falling in schedule. But this week was supposed to be the buzzcast, but Greg was on vacation, so we're I'm just swapping it around. I don't think it really matters. I'll be in, I'll be on a set schedule with with Scott, but I think in between you, Joel, and Greg, it's like what's ever convenient for the three of you. Like who's ever ready to go, and it's like we can always. You live with me, so it's usually the easiest. I was going to say, it, it can't get much more convenient than uh, saying, hey, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's kind of open this up. So let's talk about, we kind of talked about it last night on, uh, we recorded a podcast last night that's going to come up later with Nick Steckschulte. I thought his name was Stay Schulte the whole time. I did too, man. It's one of those long names. Yeah. What did he say? Five consonants next to each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. It goes, it's C-H-C-H. And I only read the first ch. So, um, 
But yeah, so we talked a little bit about why we decided to make this happen. And um, I'm all in this season. So it was like I, I was going to be doing this full time. And the reason why I got the idea to want you to move in was there's a lot of shit I don't like doing that you do like doing. And it was just like, well, I think we could work together easily because it's like the stuff I like to do, you probably don't like to do. And the stuff I don't like to do, you like to do. So it made a lot of sense. And it, my, my good buddy, Kevin Geary, um, he said I kind of had the opposite issue of what the, have you ever read the E-Myth? It's, I, I have it, but I haven't read it yet. So basically what it, what it talks about is a lot of people that become self-employed, especially artisans. So they're like, well, I'm really good at baking pies and I make the best tasting pies. But that person that's really good at baking pies doesn't know how to get people in her door. So all she focuses on is baking pies, but then like accounting goes through, uh, like everything else goes down. But I'm really good at the other stuff. Like it's not like I'm a shitty farmer, but I'm really good at sales. I'm really, I'm pretty decent at marketing. I'm getting better. I'm, I'm getting really good with accounting because of profit first. But it's like going and just doing stuff like doing shit that needs like today we just got done seeding microgreens right and we seeded them late because i i put it off and then it's it's just like something stupid that i do but it's it's so far it's like really nice having you around because it's like somebody else that's like i don't want to look like a bitch like i don't want to be a bitch in our and i don't mean that negatively but it's like i don't want to be a coward about stuff and i think like i can be a coward about stuff that's a that's a more politically correct word it coward i i would say just it's lazy. human nature yeah. to put things off yeah and it's like you know nick was coming in town i had a friend come over that uh he i had some of his stuff and we need to get it out so we, it was like we just kind of forgot to do it and then we looked and then even like um so it's like just getting on a set schedule so having you here and and like even if it's like leaving dishes in the sink i'm like hey uh are those okay to be soaked and you're like yeah, but you could also just wash them or I could just wash them and, and it would be easier because it's something that needs hand washed. I'm like, yeah, why would I put that in there for later when I can just take the extra 10 seconds and wash it? And just, just because it's human nature, yeah, man, it, unless you catch yourself yeah. and, and force yourself not to. I mean, you might take it for granted and think, oh, Rich doesn't have a problem doing that stuff now, but I have to work at it too. Oh, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's like having somebody else that you live with is I'm a lot cleaner when I'm with other people because like if it's just me, I, all I have to do is think of me. And I'm like, well, that's not gross to me because that's my mess. You know what I mean? But when you think about somebody else, you know, you want to clean up after yourself and you want to you want to be considerate of, of your, your closest neighbor, which is your roommate. And um, so, yeah, so I mean, so I think so far things have been going well, but let's do a rich backstory. Let's do a quick backstory. Quick backstory. Wow. Good luck with that. Well, um, you can go as long as you want, Rich. I don't want to repeat myself either from what I said. It doesn't matter. People, people don't hear what you say. They hear what you keep saying. So yeah, That's true. Well, my, my backstory kind of, as far as growing goes, really started um, quite a few years back when I weighed 370 pounds and had all kinds of health issues and realized I needed to do something. And I, I started cleaning up the way I ate and the way I lived, became an herbalist, um, 
started trying to grow a garden in my yard because I, um, for the past eight or nine years, I've been a full-time caregiver for my dad, uh, 91 years old. Uh, suffers from dementia, so it finally got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore and got him in a facility. And since I was living in his home with a reverse mortgage, I, I needed a place to live. And uh, gosh, I fell in love with, with Ohio uh, out when I was visiting uh, Nature's Image Farm. And um, I just knew I wanted to be here. There's such a great community. Um, you know, you got the Ohio uh, GSD, GSD crew. crew and you were going to be living in your truck. Like, that's pretty interesting. Well, I had made the decision that I was going to try to find someone with land or a farm that needed help or needed to develop land. I was willing to kind of move out onto raw land and, you know, live hardcore. Um, I'm a, I'm a big time permaculturist, so I would, I would have been fine with that. And, but, um, nothing really came up and I, I also wasn't looking as hard as I should have. I was dealing with a lot of personal issues that I had to kind of fight through, uh, just the whole process of moving my father to a facility and cleaning out a, a giant house full of, you know, a lifetime's worth of stuff. And, and uh, so I had I had decided I was just going to end up here no matter what. If I had to, my original plan was buy a trailer, move the minimum stuff that I needed to bring with me into the trailer, get in my car, and land here. And I figured I'd make it work when I got here. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I was I was that committed. I, I had decided it was going to happen no matter what. So when you made the offer to to come live with you it which was I just was, perfect which was just in february i'm pretty sure it was the it was the last time i went down to hang out with my dad in uh florida so it was like towards the end of february right yeah right. it was like was mid-february and i was driving to my buddies and i was just like yeah let me call rich and i'm like we because we talked for an hour before because you listen to the podcast and you messaged me and you're like, hey, man, I, I didn't we didn't really get a chance to, to talk about like because I said I'd help you find a place to live. And uh, well, I was I we was didn't very, talk about it. I was very interested in urban permaculture. Yeah. Um, my background, uh, of course, no one knows because it's the first time I'm talking <laughs> um, for the past uh, about four years is, is when I discovered permaculture. Yeah. And. I discovered I had a really great resource right near me in Holyoke, Massachusetts with it, with, with Eric Tonesmeyer and Jonathan Bates. And being a full-time caregiver, I was pretty broke, but they offer a garden help day. Uh, when I first started doing it, it was twice a month, every month of the growing season, where they let people come up, work in their, in their backyard food forest, and then they give you credit for the hours that you volunteer Twenty dollars an hour, I believe. Could be wrong. Might be fifteen. Sorry. Um, that uh, you could use towards any of their workshops, and they run several workshops throughout the year. So I I took advantage of that. I started uh, at least three years ago, uh, going up there a couple times a month. Met those guys. If if your listeners have not seen uh, their place in Holyoke, Massachusetts. There's a great Jeff Lawton video online. It's really funny in it. And I feel like Rich should say the same thing. Rich and I should. So, cause these guys live together and they live together in the country. Then they moved in the city to do what they do. 
And I'm like thinking immediately, that's interesting. Two grown ass men living together. That's weird. Because in our society, well, for some reason, that's weird. It's even. a duplex, technically. Yeah. But they did move into one side together originally. Yeah. And then, uh, so the funniest thing is Jeff Lawton sitting down with them and he's like, uh, so why did you guys decide to move from the country to the city to do this? And they go, well... You know, one thing is we wanted to be more, we wanted to have this stuff closer so people could see it, but also both of us really wanted to meet women. <laughs> and so it's like, it's always funny because it's like, it's a, there's always jokes. I mean, people have said jokes about you moving in with me and it's like, yeah, no, we're, we're straight guys. We're just trying to make, we're committed to making this urban farm thing work in Columbus. Like. Well, there's two aspects to that as well. The other thing is that they both lived in the country. Yeah. Where do you meet women in the country? You don't. Right? So you almost have to move into civilization to if, yeah. you, if you're going to meet people. Yeah. Um, as well as reiterating that yeah, we're, we're we both, both straight like women. single men. That's what we're trying to put out there. Any of the five ladies that listen, if you're single, I'm just teasing. Uh any of the five single ladies that probably listen, I don't even think there's any, uh, but it's just a joke. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I started going up there working with them and I had, I had discovered permaculture. I had done a lot of reading and research online and I'm, I'm very much a, a Molisonian permaculturist. I, I stick to kind of the original idea of a design science and sticking with things that, that we can prove and, and, kind of no metaphysics and you know there's lots of things that we feel and and think when we're in nature but we don't have to talk about those because we can talk about all the things that we can prove that work that we have examples yeah. of and the, and I think the interesting thing with that too is it's not that it's not like people like us like I like being outside like I like being in nature I like the way I feel I like taking it in I like and you know being mindful and, you know, it's not that we're saying that, but look, I'm not going to sell you on that. Like, I'm not going to try to push you into it and focus on that. It's like, no, man, like, let's make a make a difference with action. Like when you're when you were actually doing stuff, people are going to want to talk to you about you and what you think and everything else like that or how you're you want to interact with with the earth. And, and I think that just comes with the territory of taking action and being successful. Well, and like attracts like. Yeah. Right? People seek you out yeah. when you're doing something good. If you're doing something that you're passionate about, that you truly believe in, other people are drawn to that. They they, they know it's not just you uh, paying lip service to something. It's something you care about. And so my whole life, you know, I've struggled with what I was really passionate about. You know, yeah. you bounce around from thing to thing. For a long time, it was shooting you know, I was a competitive shooter. I'm a firearms instructor, that kind of thing. Um, but then at some You're point... You're still passionate about shooting and firearms. I, I, I To a degree. To a degree. It's, it's not the part of my life it was when I was shooting competitively and teaching regularly. It's... It, I've, I've focused... To be... To be an expert on anything requires continuing education. Yeah. You, you never stop learning. So as soon as you lose the passion to stay on top of all the latest training and, and what's going on, you're going to fall behind the other people that are on top of it. And so my passion right now has, has been all things permaculture. Um, 
by that I mean anything that fits into the permaculture wardrobe. It could be, um, you know, growing mushrooms. It could be urban farming. It could be um, broad-scale silvopasture forestry. It it really doesn't matter to me. Um, they're all under the same umbrella, and and they're all trying to make a difference for the better. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people that probably listen to you that that would agree. We're we're not treating the planet as good as we could. We're definitely not. I, I just we're incredibly wasteful. We're not mindful. We 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 lose sight of what's really important, and it's it's an interesting thing, man. But I I think it's um so I'm I'm really excited about this season, and and one thing that I think we should talk about is when you when we made the decision for you to come out here. You know, we had a good friend, Mr. Greg Burns, kind of mediate it. And he goes, you two should do a contract because you guys are both nice guys. And I think both of you have lived by yourselves for a while. So let's you're going to want to get stuff out there. And I, I knew that, too, from being an RA. But it's even like like I need to do I still need to do that contract with um, the person who's, whose yard we just spent time in today. Like that needs to be done. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I wanted to get those tarps out there. But I. I'll work on that at the, you know, for this week. She's also not a stranger, so you. No, you, yeah, you I know time. her, but you're not really a stranger either. Like I know you, I, I know you well enough to know that you would be cool to move in here because we, we hung out an awful lot during PV three. We, we hung out at PV three, but you were good friends with Greg, who's one of my best friends. Good friends with Rob, who's an, another close friend, and so it was like, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Henry, Kurt Henry, um, yeah, just the whole crew, yeah. So it was like, okay, you're you're part of the community, but it still made sense. So I had um I'd consulted with uh my buddy Damon Bingham, Bingham that uh just uh he just messaged me when we were talking, but I did that I did that podcast with him too where we talked about fake news and all that stuff before it was popular. Um and he's a lawyer and I was like, "Hey, can you help me out with this? This is what we're looking for." And so we we had like this main contract to tie in a group of contracts. So uh we wanted to have a lease and right now we have it we we basically worked out an agreement to where you could char you could trade me labor for housing and i'm like that's perfectly cool with me because i need help and i need like i i it's just so much like what we did today would have taken me forever and it would have had to probably bug joel and then i would have had to do that but it what well, one way to think of it um a team of horses yeah. can pull more weight than what each horse singly can pull added together. Yeah. Right? So whenever you're working with someone, yeah. you can always accomplish more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that that was great. And I think just even you coming in, like we got those shelves built in the basement. We got like we've gotten a lot of stuff done that like I wanted to get done. But also like I wouldn't have bought my house. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have bought my house if you weren't coming in. And and the reason why I even thought about trying to buy it was because Damon said, and I was always happy that I didn't have a lease here. And I was like, yeah, I don't have a lease. Why would I want a lease? Like, I don't know. I don't want that, that paper document to tie me to something. He goes, well, that's great, Drew. But let's say, you know, let's say your, your landlord dies. Um, you're just living in his house. Um, they could kick you out. Like if you had a lease, it would protect you. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. And then it was like, well, why am I doing this contract with Rich? Oh, yeah, to protect our friendship. That makes sense. Like, that's why we wanted to do it. 
So uh, thanks to the help of Rocket Lawyer, I was able to figure out everything I needed for a lease in Ohio, and it put it in there, and we... It was a bunch of documents, man. It was. It was, it like was, it was official. I felt fancy when I sent them to you. And then we had to go over each thing we line over, by line. I liked it because you went over every each thing line by line. Well, I'm very detail oriented. And then I we made we made a searcher. we made a we made a roommate contract. And actually, because you being a title uh, searcher helped me realize that I could work out an actual mortgage with that family relative too. So that was crucial too. So what do we have? We have the one main agreement that ties everything together. We have a contractor agreement because you're technically a contractor. Yep. Uh, we have a a lease. And we have a and we have a roommate, roommate contract. Yeah. yeah, we have a roommate contract, which is just well, we're living together. So it something I learned when I was an RA was well, let's put this on paper, and and you know, but it's actually been helpful. Like even with like because I was talking about minimalism, and I was like, yeah, watch this documentary. I'm really trying to get into it. And then like you found my bullshit that I hadn't gone through yet, and you're like, hey man, as a minimalist, you know, I was trying to do this. But it's like it's so helpful because we talked about moving in together. These are things that are important to us. And we've been able to hold each other accountable to it. You more so holding me accountable. I don't know if I've held you accountable to anything. Um, I've kind of just tried to make you feel comfortable. You're like... Well, you bring... For me right now, you bring different things to the table, right? So yeah, you're more of a people person. Not, yeah. not that I'm not, but I tend to be an introvert. And if, if someone's not there kind of nudging me, I'll, I'll tend to, to isolate myself a little yeah. bit. So it's good that you're a people person. You always got people coming over and calling you and doing I, stuff. I'm more and, of an introvert too, though, but it's like, I, it's just like people like being around me and I like, I like finding the people I like, but yeah, I try to get out of the house because I, I know I'll isolate myself too. Like I'll, I could sit in there and just watch, watch movies. You know what I mean? So instead, I'm like, well, let me go to the movies. So I like to go to the movies. Like even there's like a dollar theater. It's a dollar fifty to go see a movie. And it's like, yeah, I mean, or two bucks to go see a movie. So I'm like two bucks. Like I like to get out, go to the movies, hang out with a friend. My, my one buddy and I love going to the movies to get. We don't really love going together, but we both really like movies. Like he works in film. Like he he actually can write them all off. I'm trying to figure out how I can. But w one thing I will mention, and I feel like I have to get a dig in here on my old you state. Should. You should. <laughs> is that um, I'd probably be more of a people person here in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that's traveled the country, the Northeast isn't known for its friendly people. And uh, <laughs> I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of influence from New York. Yeah. And it, back there, man. Joe Rogan said it best about Connecticut. What did he say? <laughs> he said it. The people in Connecticut are miserable because they know it's not actually a state. It's just a highway between New York and Boston. And uh, you're, you're an explicit podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, to we're to, I think to quote him, he said, we're a bunch of tax sheltering cunts <laughs> that, that work in the city yeah. live. <laughs> I've gotten some friendly emails saying how they would appreciate it if, if I'd cuss less, but I'm not. Oh, well, thank you for telling me that after I bust I cuss, out with the I C cuss, word. I cuss all the time. I think it's... I, I, I see where people are coming. I, as I've gotten older, I've cussed a whole lot less, but I think Greg Burns said it best. Like, you know, it's who you are. Like, that's that's authentic. Like, hanging out with you, you say bad words, and it's it's just how it is. Like, yeah, it, it probably is a lazier... Uh, uh, you could argue that it's a, it's a lazier rhetoric, but I think in reality, I think it can be effective, and it's funny. Like, it's... it's um, 
it's it's meant to kind of provoke exactly it yeah. can it can bring a lot more uh, attention to a certain yeah. whatever you're trying to yeah. talk about that otherwise would just kind of be glossed over absolutely man so you're you're happy to be here in Connecticut. You think you're to be more social. We went to Taco Tuesday yesterday. Oh, here was the funnest, the most fun. I don't want to say funnest. I don't think that's a word. One of the most funny, fun things was when you, so it was like, you never want to bug your roommate the first time they night they stay. But when my eyes were swollen shut, we take my car, we get some, had no idea. I thought it could be poison ivy. And then we were both sure it was a sunburn, but even the pharmacist looked like it was weird. Like, oh. Well, I thought to be sure, yeah, you're not going to hurt it with Benadryl. And yeah. I'm an herbalist. I feel like I need to say that. But there's some drugs that are life-saving, like Benadryl, which is worth having around. Yeah. And when I looked at you and your face was so swollen, I'm like, you know what? It's not going to hurt to get some Benadryl in you. And we'll see what happens. And if it, nothing else, it helps you sleep. And then, I, yeah, then I woke up and it was a little bit better. And then it was the cold washcloth. I read about. I looked and up some comfrey salve. Some comfrey salve from. Uh, yeah, and, and then uh, it went a lot better. And then I was like, "Look, dude, I like to cook, uh, but there's some. There's plenty of good places to eat around here. You like anything?" He's like, "Yeah, I like burgers." Five Guys is probably my favorite burger joint. I'm like, Five Guys sucks, dude. <laughs> and you're like, "Well, I mean, that's what we got in Connecticut." So I just took you to this little bar. Oh, I think it's called O'Reilly's or something. I, I've got to say, because in case my buddy Sam is listening, um, there's a great place uh, called Plan B Burger Bar in Connecticut, but it's it's a half hour drive for me. So if yeah, if I want a decent burger, there's really nothing within a half hour back in my old pl- my old home. And luckily, because I'm just outside of Hipsterville here, there's all these great food joints. Um, so we went to. Uh, We've been, I mean, we've been having fun, man. I think one thing that we've, we've tried to do is we've eaten a lot of meals together. And I think that's something I want to talk about too, because when you eat meals together, you really do bond quicker. And it's even like, we're recording this podcast on my porch, like my porch, it was just something that I never sat out on unless I was drunk or something like that. But now I'm not really drinking and we sit out here all the time. Like we sit out here every night, every day. We'll, we'll, we got done working today and we just want to sit out here for a little bit. We let jack out here your dog that's another good thing your dog loves my cats oh he's 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 been more aggressive towards me which isn't that much than the cats and i i hate to even say he's been aggressive towards you no um he's just but there's a couple moments where they let out a little growl like when i stepped out of the room and he felt like you were holding him he's an old dog he's old he's eight he's almost nine years old he's i think pretty much blind in one eye um he's his you know he's had trouble with his hips um so this is this is all new for him and it's been complete disarray at my you know my house moving out from connecticut just people coming and going and moving things around and he i think he just had no idea what was going on and once he settles in he's he's gonna be great because he's an awesome dog he's an awesome dog he's great to have around it's nice having him here for home security even just because he knows if someone's at the door, he's barking before they even knock. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's been a it's been a really positive experience so far. I mean, we have it built in, so we're gonna meet weekly to talk about experiences. But we're we're getting better at communicating with one another and uh, working together. I think that's gonna take a little bit of time, like to, to the point to where, you know, I know what you're trying to do, and you know what I'm trying to do, and and I think it's, you know, and I. And that's just going to take time, but I'm, I'm overall, I'm really happy with the situation. Like I, 
I was so relieved when I didn't have a roommate anymore, and it was one of my best friends. That I was just like, God, it's so nice to have my own space. But I like I like having you around, man. It's not you know I don't I spend a lot. Thanks, man. I spend a lot less time doing leisure stuff just for leisure. Like I'm getting a lot more shit done. Uh, I think it's so it's it's by design. I mean, we we came here. You know, you you moved in with the intention of us doing stuff and 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 us making money, and I think that's that's an important thing. Um, so, oh look, we got a door to door salesman here. Oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> are you going to pause this? Or are we going to? Uh, we'll we gonna... see. We'll see. I think he's trying to sell cable or something. There's a lot of door to door salespeople in here. So, um, I guess our plan. So right now, we we got one plot ready. We got some tarps going uh anything else you want to add man what are you thinking yeah well you know one of the things is right now we're we're still settling in yeah right? we're still settling we're in still we're still got still piles organized. of stuff you know i was uh, hold on let's i was joking oh, with no. with drew um when i first pulled up with a, a u-haul van packed yeah. to the to the top and then you know my truck with another trailer and i'm like yeah this is me being a minimalist <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's it's nice though man like you got nice stuff and it's like there's there's things that you know there's tools there's tool there's so many tools me with the guns i'm i also reload yeah. um that that came from my competitive shooting days where i couldn't afford to shoot otherwise so i've got a progressive loader and a single stage and i got my workbench and gunsmithing type tools and and my kitchen stuff i i used to cook professionally so yeah. i i came with a kind of almost a full commercial kitchen it's, you have really nice stuff man that, that is really funny because you're like we should see how much it costs to get a gas stove because oh yeah man electric stove electric stove <laughs> i'm like it's just like four hot plates on one yeah. surface yeah, I I I like having you around because there's things that I would have to bug my brother for too. I mean, building those shelves was huge, man. Like, um, oh yeah, did you tell your audience we built some shelves? I think so. I, I don't. I, think I'm behind gonna, on your podcast. So yeah, I mean, it's well, you live with me now. It might be weird to listen, but I'll catch up. Yeah, I yeah. At least catch up. But it, yeah, so we were we were looking at storage because we had stuff that is worth keeping, like tools and um, it, it you know it doesn't make sense to get rid of everything because we're not going to live together forever. And that, so it's like, you, you know, you do want to get rid of some things like I'm, I'm going to get rid of, you're like, would you mind getting rid of some, some cups and stuff like that? And we'll just, just use Mason jars. And I was like, yeah, I love drinking out of Mason jars. And we can even pack up stuff in totes and put it out of the way, you know, yeah. that, that you might use later. But my motto, we talked about say, this. Just get rid of it. If you haven't used something in six months. Yeah. It's like you're not going to use it. In well, the next and, year. and it was like I had this nice small desk, and it was a free desk. And so I moved. My office used to be your room, so we moved down there, and I had this desk. And then it was just this pile of stuff in the basement, and I knew I needed to organize. I'm like, yeah, man, I was trying to go through it, but it's just not that. So what we spent today, uh, we got through it, and then you're like, man, I I'm actually out of shelves, and you said we could go get some more. And you were, and it was like, so for the price of one of the metal shelves, I do microgreens on. I was like, well, no, man, like check out this YouTube video. So we, you saw that and you're like, oh yeah, dude, that'd be great. Like that looks so easy. And like, if you, and I'll put a video, I'll put the video in the, in the show notes so you can watch it. But, um, it was just, just basic shelving with cleats on the wall. Yeah. Um, and they made and it look so supports in the front and they made it look so easy because it was in a newer home and it was in a garage and the walls were straight perfectly flat square. They had a yeah. an eight foot wide section with no corners near them. And 
and the methods they used worked really great for new construction with nice level floors and everything. But we had a corner. Well, in a 1948 home, yeah, with a probably home finished, self finished basement by somebody from probably 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and so my floors aren't even. Your floor where we needed to put the supports was probably an inch difference in between lower than yeah. you know where the wall was so the wall like their method flat. wouldn't have worked at all the wall us. is bowed um, a little bit yeah but you made it work man i mean it, i try to help you as much as you could but it's one of those things where it's like uh one person kind of needed to it wouldn't it was such a tight area two people being there wouldn't have really sped it up and it was like uh it was like a thing of um well, I also warned you I'm not the best carpenter. Yeah. I can I I have a lot of tools and I, I can do some basic stuff, but I I needed to think it through. I needed to kind of really measure two or three times and you know, I don't want to waste materials and and it was a little tricky with everything being kind of out of plumb and square and you know, we had a it ended up being a ten foot by eight foot section with a corner that we came out uh, two feet. Yeah. And uh, I did, what, three levels, I believe, three shelves. So we three shelves. And it's, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I, I think it it would have cost, it cost us the price of one wire shelf at Costco. Yeah, one six-foot wire shelf. Which is $137. Yep, that's about and, what we spent on all the material. I mean, I a little bit of screws that I already had. That yeah. would have been maybe 15, 20 extra bucks. But yeah. other than that. Yeah, it, it was great, man. And, and then... I got rid of that desk and I just set up a table because we had all these extra tables and I'm like, I don't even, this desk isn't even big enough. I'm not using the drawer. I want to set stuff up, like have an office with my printers because I've had boxes of printers I haven't set up yet because it's like, man, I don't have a place to put them. And so it's, um, so now we're, I was looking in the basement today, setting up the office and I'm like, hey man, why don't we just put a shelf here? So now it's, Drew's thinking about adding shelving. I Well, I yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about shelving before. Like I, I wanted to do those shelves before, but it was just like, a, it was like a convenience factor too. It was, and also like, I'm not, I don't like to do those pro like I'm not very handy. Like I'm good at doing labor shit. Like I move shit around, but. I just don't have experience, and I've been too big of a pussy to do Only it. Only one way to get experience yeah, is to do it. So, yeah, so we got extra wood now that we can use to make these shelves. A little bit. It's not like I got too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm just thinking, like, just getting organized. And it, and it's also, too, it's my house now. Um, and I think it's, it's so that that's a different thing, too, because before it's like, why would I do this work here? I don't own it. Like I plan on living here for a while. Like I always plan on living here, but it's like there's something you do take a. It is it, when you when you take ownership. It's easier to take ownership in something when you own it. And Absolutely, because you, you have to. And I think that's the issue: is people own stuff and then they think they're renting it. They don't take care of it. So. In my experience, it's one of the things that causes problems in a neighborhood uh, when you switch from homeowners to, to primarily renters, renters yeah. you really see the neighborhood go down. I've you know, I've watched that happen several times in my old neighborhood, and uh, it happens every time. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, with this neighborhood. Like, there are rental properties, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to live in the suburbs, and we live so close to everything here. This is really... It's a pocket, man. It's I, a, I know a, I heard you, you know, you told me, oh, it's the hood, but, man, I, I got to tell you, it's a pretty nice hood. It, for, yeah. I, I really like it here. It's a fairly quiet street. 
Yeah. You, know, you still get the occasional car whizzing by, but it's pretty nice and quiet. It's it's beautiful. Ohio's beautiful. The people are nice. Yeah. So this and you really are. You're you're close to everything. The great restaurants, all the it's nice being in a city. As much as I kind of want to get away someday and live more in the country, I, I grew up in the city and yeah. this this is nice. I like urban homesteading quite a bit. Like I think that's it's um I think eventually too I'd like to be more out in the country like maybe once I get married and stuff like that or just find a a partner um just in case that person doesn't want to get married, you know what I mean? That 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 woman, that female. Um so yeah, I think you know, but like right now it's like well wh- I mean out here why why am I not just trying to learn skills? Like why am I not just trying to do different things? Like I'm excited for you to do some permaculture shit around here because it's I'm a systems guy, but I, I, I'm not, it was like, you know, I'm going to focus on the Curtis Stone system because I know I could make money with it faster. And it was like, you know, I want to, my whole idea was I want to have this, this fall. I like permaculture, but it's like, you know, I don't, it's, it's hard to find somebody to work with. Like I didn't have an Eric Tonesmeyer around that I could go up there and spend time with and kind of get that stuff in and read. And so a lot of people like, you know, Greg's doing it, but Greg, Greg Greg works all the time, so it's 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 hard to go out there too. But I think like it's it's really difficult to fully understand what yeah. permaculture is and what a system in place is until you've seen one fully installed. Absolutely, and, and that's one of the brilliant things about urban permaculture and urban homesteading is that when you're only dealing with, in Eric's case, Eric Tonsmeyer's case in Holyoke, Mass, a fifteenth of an acre. Yeah. So a fifteenth of an acre can be fully designed and installed. I'm sorry, a tenth. I'm thinking yeah, of mine. Think, my my bad. I, I, I had this, a fifteenth of an acre. I think this is like a thirteenth. I think I, I'm on I, a thirteenth of an acre. Yeah, I, I think you're about the same size as my old lot. And, and to see a f- a full system, you know, that I, I started going there when they were, I think, about seven years after the installation, and you know, to see thirty five foot pawpaw trees and persimmon trees you know right next to the house and then walk past that and there's a there's a gumi and there's um peaches and you walk further down and it's just amazing to walk through and see the variety see all the perennials see the abundance and then understand their system because that's truly what permaculture is anyone can throw together a bunch of techniques but it's how they interact. It's, yeah. it's the energy interacting between those various systems. So back in my house, you know, chickens, rabbits, lots of raised beds, a small perennial food forest, and the animals cycled the nutrients through for everything that, that went back in the beds. So it was, it was one giant, nothing's ever closed loose loop system, right? So I, I brought in animal feed and I brought in wood shavings but out of that, I had a constant supply of compost that could always top off all of my things that I had growing. And, um, you know, two, a year before last, I harvested 300 pounds of rabbit in one year. Um, that was at my peak. You know, I kind of, I, I dialed that back a bit. It got a little crazy having like 48 rabbits uh, going on in my little tenth of an acre um, on top of my uh, 14 laying hens. But, uh it worked. 
Um, it worked exactly as designed. I was able to, to eat healthy, organic food. You know, I spent extra money buying organic feed for my animals. And I had high-quality organic meat and eggs and high-quality organic vegetables all year round. Um, you know, I would do a little bit of sprouting and stuff like that indoors in the winter. Yeah. So it, it, it uh, it's really the system. I just feel like I need to say that it's how the things interact. Yeah, and I, I'm excited too to to have you here just so because I'm a systems guy. I'm not. I I haven't built a lot of systems, but I'm good at making systems better or knowing when a system needs to be in place. So, and I think too, just even us seeding the microgreen trays and doing an experiment with with radish seeing you know what is going to yield and trying to figure out those systems and like i i feel like i got my backyard pretty it's pretty solid it's running right now like it's it's a turnkey system it's getting there we, we got to build the outbuilding still that, that's the big thing we need a we need a work area yeah but and uh maybe some new i think we can be more efficient with our it, shelving in, in the, the greenhouse hoop house, yeah, yeah. And, and and we'll get there but I, you know the irrigation to me was important like it's important to me to not have to go and um you water doing, every day if you're doing anything at all large scale or where you you have to have irrigation because and especially in the summer you miss one watering and you can really knock your, your and, crops and i back. know myself too I, I know that oh i'm supposed to do that yeah and then it's like well i mean just like yesterday like we woke up and you're and you were like we forgot to do the peas and i was like fuck we did and, and we'll once we get systems in place, you know, I'm really good at keeping records and logs and things like that. Um, right now, we're, st- you know, we're still getting settled. We're still so getting settled and organized. We won't be forgetting our yeah. peas for, for very long. No, no. And, and that's the thing, too. And it's like, uh, I want to enjoy this process as much as possible. Like last year, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have fun. And, and it was, and that was the thing. And it was like, you know, there's potential with this. And I'm not having fun. Like, I can actually make good money with this. But I wasn't having fun. And I don't think... Man, I, I think when people hear the term life is suffering, I think they they look at it, they take it the wrong way. Like, I think it's like, yeah, life life can be suffering, but that's why you need to look at what's great about it. Right. Well, like... And what... You know, you're all, we're all going to get old. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah. We're probably going to be sick and in pain when we die. We're going to we're going to watch probably our best friends and closest loved ones go. If you're an animal lover, how many of your beloved pets are you yeah. going to say goodbye to in your life? Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, just there's we'll, a lot we'll of put it, we'll there's put a it lot out of suffering. there cuz we might have to talk about it during the season like Jackson old dog, man. Like it's you know, yeah. it's, he's he's got uh for anyone curious, um I, my last boxer that had the same problem, he's got uh, degenerative myelopathy. Yeah. I haven't actually had it diagnosed, but since I had one dog have it, I, I recognize it. And uh, he's losing control of his hindquarters, and it, you know, it slowly moves forward. Um, but it is what it is, you know, while he's here, you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Like, even with my grandfather, like, he's 84. I, you know, I'm, I feel so good, too, to, like, be in this position that I'm in this year because it's, like, even with my grandfather, like, you know, he's 84, but he, um, you know, I, I whenever we go up there, like, you know, he just had skin skin cancer removed, and he they, they took a part of, uh, he had this, this, you know, old people's necks will get saggy, and the skin was just there, and he hated it. And it, and it was like, like, I never thought my grandpa would give a shit about, 
about something like that. But you know, he's like, yeah, how much would it cost? Like this, this money's not going to help. Well, you're in there. Can you hack off a little more? Well, it wasn't even that. And then, uh, cause apparently like the skin cancer place, they also do plastic surgery, which I think is kind of interesting, but it kind of makes sense. So he's like, how much is, would that cost? And you're like, well, we could set up a consultation for it. And then the doctor goes, you know, and I could just use that to graft because I'm going to have to graft skin because I'm taking out so much tissue. Perfect. And so he's like, cool. So my grandpa was thrilled that he got his two for one. <laughs> so as soon as the surgery was done, the first thing I said was, man, Paul, that facelift looks great. And he was all happy. And we, we always joke around. And it's like, and that's that's it, man. Like, even when like, I mean, his health, he's 84, his health is, I mean, we're going to, I'm excited too. I got I to gotta go back up there to take him up for his follow-up appointment and uh, we're going to do a, a stem cell consultation. And so it's, it's nice to have you here because it's like, man, like if I need something done, I could just say, Hey, Rich, can you take care of this for me when I'm out? And then I could go spend, I can go be there for my grandfather. And then my mom doesn't have to take time off work to go out there. And so now I can I can spend more time with my family too, which is incredibly important to me. Like I mean, as much as I talk about him on the podcast, like hopefully I'm going to get him on again soon to get him on. But it's like, you know, me he's been such a huge influence in my life that it's like you know, if I was just working to work at this and well, you got to do work, and I was missing this time with my grandfather. Like it is one thing. Like I like the work from farming for sure. Like it is. It's rewarding, even though like I it's real work. It's real work, dude. Yeah, like, it's we, not going sitting in a frigging cubicle. No, man, losing your soul. Yeah, you know, a little yeah. at a time. Yeah, and it's it's so it's 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 nice to. It feels good to to, to you know, for us to get done, sit out here on the porch, and then we just went back and did some a little bit more work. But now we're we're sitting out here doing a podcast. Once it's done, I'm gonna go take a shower and go watch a in theater showing of the fifth element because i liked that movie as a kid and it's gonna and it's like a, a five dollar movie and it's like it's cheap entertainment it's five bucks it's not much so it's you know man i i just feel so good i'm really enjoying you know the freedom here man and i and i think and i could tell you know i'm sure you feel the same way i mean it's like you know being able to not to just worry about rich and jack now you know what i mean like before you were a caretaker and you were doing the permaculture stuff around the house and everything, not saying you weren't living a good life, but you, you were, you were full time taking care of your dad. And now it's like, you can be here and and you can focus on, well, well, what does rich want? What is, what does rich want to do? What is, what do I want to have? And it's like, you know, um, pretty soon too, like due to my networking, my social network, like I introduced you to my good buddy, Cody, who's got land and, yeah, that's an airplane, everyone. Um, let me hit pause here. But, you know, so Cody's land was the one I was going to just actually move out on. Like, because when I was like, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm going to do that. And thank God I didn't do that. Because um, Cody's still getting his stuff ready. And it, and it actually worked out, too, because I think he's had time to figure out. Because he had to do a lot of, um, he had to do a lot. Like he like he said, he's, he's, he's actually working on his house now so he can move back into it. Um, but, you know. I was like, yeah, you should talk to Cody about land. And you're like, yeah, I could probably trade him something. I was like, I don't think you'll want to, honestly. But yeah, I just talked to him about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, man, whenever you want to, you can come on out. Well, I, I really want to set up a nursery. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a plant guy. You know, yeah. I I'm a plant geek. I absolutely am amazed by just what plants can offer us. And I, I have a special love for perennials, 
medicinal herbs, um, especially rare perennials. You know, I, I kind of got that love of that from, from Eric and Jonathan. And um, just seeing all of these really cool plants that nobody knows about that you can just plant in your yard, ignore, and they give you food. And um, so, yeah, I really want to want to start, pro- I, you know, I, I ran a hobby nursery back at my old place. I had a, a misting bed set up and uh, I don't know, I think I gave away like 400 goji cuttings when I came here and I don't know how many Nanking cherry. I think they dug up all your strawberries. They dug up all my strawberries. You had, different, you had different varieties and you knew what swales they were in. Four different varieties of alpine strawberries. Uh, used to be called... Uh, uh, I won't go into I won't go yeah. into botanical Latin. Don't don't get me started. You can do that another no, no. time. Yeah. Another time. But yeah, I was uh, got a lot of the stuff relocated. Got my animals relocated. A couple of my uh, breeding rabbits came here over at uh, Greg's, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest of the rabbits and my hens all were rehomed to a farm. My so my my hens that were living in the basement of my garage for the last two years are now uh, free ranging on twenty acres. Yeah, which is very cool. And then your your rabbits. Where did your rabbits go to? A couple of couple of them came here, and the rest of them went to that same farm. Yeah, that same farm. Yeah, yeah he yeah. always wanted to breed rabbits, and I, I had American chinchilla, which yeah. is a critically endangered livestock species. That's nice that they let you breed. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's nice that it's it. The American chinchilla is an example as to why farming is good, <laughs> especially for endangered species like. I, Mark Shepard had that idea, you know, we should, we should, if we farmed elephants, we'd never have a problem. And you look at farming, how farming bison has helped get the bison population back up. Like, well, the problem is though, the farms in our country are such large scale yeah. that, uh, every, they want to, they want to narrow everything down to just a few species, right? You go to the grocery store, how many varieties of onions can you buy? Not many. How Four. many varieties of garlic? You Maybe probably find three. one kind of garlic. Yeah, it depends on the grocery store you go and to. And if you're calling elephant garlic garlic, it's really in the leek family. But but um, so, so I grew four different varieties of garlic alone, and you know each one, you know they. they I had some of your Spanish garlic from Greg. That's oh, that's good. Spanish roja. Yeah. And then uh, I took the seeds from that because the seeds that are at the top. Yep. Uh, the, they're not technically seed, but yeah. But you can still plant those. Well, they're they're. They're little, and I, I don't know the actual term, bulbules, or they're little tiny cloves, if you will. So it just takes a year for them to grow into a clove and then another year to grow into a head. Yeah, so so Joel has those in his garlic bed. Um, it's actually nice because Joel has land. And so I've just, I've done a lot of, all my permaculture stuff that I've done or just tree grafting or perennial stuff, actually just, that just goes to Joel's because it's like, well, that's a good home. Like, I don't mind, like I went and picked up a, Shout out to Justin Rowe, who doesn't listen to the podcast, but he he hit me up, he hit me and Joel up. He's like, hey, man, my wife's making me get rid of all these plants. So I went there and I got, remember I told you about them and, and oh, we yeah. were like, we didn't have yep. space for them here. You're, but he, you're like, How, we want strawberries. Do we want raspberries? I'm like, not yet, man. I, I don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. So then I just, I just took them all and just put them all in Joel's front yard. And the guy ended up digging up this giant comfrey plant that had, it was flowered and everything. It's his wife. I guess him and his wife have different opinions about the yard. Like he's trying to do food, and she's like, "No, I want, I want that my." Uh, it was it was some some nice ornamental plant to grow. I forget what it's called. Um, like a rhododendron or something. Yeah, something along those lines. And so you look at his his peach tree, 
And then he had a cherry tree too, and the comfrey plant was right next to his peach trees. It's huge, and he planted them at the same time. And, he, and he's like, "Yeah, the thing's only been in there for like a year." And then the other one just looked like what it would normally look like. And I'm like, "Oh man, bummer! You got to move that." And then uh, he goes, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah, it's just huge. Look at my plant here; it's choking it out." And I was like, "Oh man, oh well." But we got a bunch of free plants. So um, I forget the point of that story, but we're eventually going to do some some permaculture stuff up here in the front yard. Um, I got this nice living fence here, and that's it shades. And underneath the living fence, I have some nice poison ivy. A little bit of poison ivy, but one of the great things about Ohio is that mulberry grows like a weed. Oh, dude, that's that tree. There's I have two mulberry trees actually. I think there's another one over there. My silk uh my silkworm eggs aren't aren't here yet, but once those get there, we're going to we're going to uh, have to cut some of that to get them going. Also grapes. Uh, we got grapes the wild grapes, everywhere. remember? I got that wild yeah. grapevine in the back cuz we actually got to tear down. We'll do some grafting. A lot next of that season. shit. Yeah, we got cuz we got to tear down that shit and run it down the other fence. Mm-hmm. Um they, yeah, we got to get the back set up because I still got to get my bees set up. Well, I I, I want to put some raised beds back in yeah, that corner too so we can grow some, some other vegetables for for us. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, like just other shit that we want to eat. Like I'd love to have garlic and uh, I love garlic. onions. You can't grow too much garlic. And it gives you and it, hard neck garlic, for those that don't know, gives you two crops. You get scapes in June, the, the top great. parts. Yeah. And it's it's a gourmet food. It you really know, is. You go to garlic festivals and you pay a lot of money for garlic garlic scapes. Scapes are so good. And those are the for, those are the greens for people that don't know. It's the uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it at that. I won't go into too much. Yeah, detail. so <laughs> I have some garlic mustard here that uh Apparently, you said we're going to have to pull out because it, it will choke out everything else. Well, it also has a, an allopathic effect on, on some of the other plants that we might want to grow in the garden. Uh, it it's, came from England. It was brought over as a, as a kitchen herb, and it's awesome for making pesto and such. So, you know, when you find it, make giant batches of pesto and then get rid of it. After you flower, the leaves don't taste as good. But um, Yeah, every plant gets bitter once... Uh, Usually once it starts flowering and gets a little hotter. It's still good. Yeah. It's still like, I would blend up these leaves now. and I've actually found it's probably more, my experience, heat than just flowering. Because I, I regularly would juice plants that were flowering all, all over. Never had any real issues. It's all right. A, the last part of that leaf. It's not as garlicky and it is a little bit more bitter now. But it's, it's moving on in its life. Yeah. It's been growing for a couple months now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to having some of that next year to just blend up and put it in with like uh some sweet potato and There's jalapeno. plenty of it around. We yeah, don't need so any much. of it in our yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, so I'm I'm excited about the season, man. Uh we got the the second property. I think it's it's going to be good. We should in the next The nice thing is is once we I think we should be organized. We'll be able to plan out hers and uh Ryan or RE's 10 beds too. Did you mention that we did an experiment with the plastic? Yeah, so it's on Facebook, and um, Greg Burns says clear for the win. Uh, Kristen Johnson said... We, we did half black plastic. And half clear. And half clear for and, solarization. And I would have probably done all clear, because Greg had sworn by clear before, too. But we were just we were at Menards, and we were like, oh, this shit's so cheap. Let's do half and half. 
And my issue, I do think the clear is going to work better at killing the things. My issue is I don't think we're going to get many uses out of it, and I don't want to be putting that much plastic into the landfill. So it's it's an interesting experiment. I'm glad we're doing it. But we're going to see how many uses we can get out of that plastic. And if it's one or two, we may just go to tarps just because they're going to last longer. Well, I have tarps too. Um, The tarps, I think think for the solarization – that that plastic's going to work a lot faster and and so the one thing we, we should talk about this bed and Joel and I kind of talked about it um on our podcast cuz he had tilled it all and when he tilled it he had said hey I don't think she really wants to do anything this year you should hit her up because you could get probably you know 10 30 foot beds um I'm not I didn't really measure but just by eye I was thinking that 30 inch 30 foot beds and I was like okay cool so I hit her up I went out there and she had said, yeah, I definitely didn't want to do that. And it was right before you moved. moved. And I said, well, yeah, I'm going to come back and measure it. Um, and then we'll tarp it. And she goes, okay. And then we went out there and we measured. She said, I wanted one more weekend for her son to play in the dirt with his, his truck. So it was like, there's certain things when you're doing this, you don't, you can't really, the ideal thing would have been to tarp it immediately after we tilled it. That extra week and a half no almost two weeks no yeah it was about three weeks yeah it was almost since i was over there it was i think two weeks it was right? about a, no it was a week the okay. first time yeah no it's only been a week you've only been here a week yeah but i the first time we went over wasn't when, oh no maybe it no was, yeah i thought it was my eyes when were I was here the first time no the first That's time right. we were here we ate you ate, we ate burgers and i had to oh, go to toledo true. to take my grandpa for that first skin cancer appointment i stand corrected yeah and uh because <laughs> remember i was like Dude, yeah, so because I you got unpacked and I just laid down and tried to make that swelling go down so I could make it up to Toledo. But that extra week, you it, know, it that, cost us a lot of a little extra work. We yeah, had to, we had to work a little harder. A lot of the weeds were already up. That if we had gotten it tarped when they were right after it was tilled, you know, it would have been less work. But hey, like you said, sometimes you got to work around yeah. it. And it, and also too, I do want to point out it did have a lot of thistle. So we're gonna see how the solarization does with thistle. And then the so our plan is this. So I'm gonna immediately I'm gonna landscape fabric the beds, and we're gonna do Salnova, because I don't want to direct seed it with that much weed intensity because I yeah. I think the the extra the extra cover is gonna go a long way. She, she absolutely she yeah. has wood chips there for the aisleways, which is cool. Because so, we are going to maybe stir up a few more seed seeds when we when we form those beds, because mm-hmm. we're going to need to move some soil out of the pathways into the beds so that the wood chips, you know, don't build up the pathways too high. Absolutely, and uh, but it'll work well under that landscape fabric. I think so too. And you know, another idea I just had is if we put compost on top of where we want the beds instead. We could do layers of compost and wood chips and not actually stir up anything else. Well, I don't think we're going to be able to bring in that much compost. If you if you were to do the math and you wanted to add an inch of compost on all of those beds, we're going to be doing truckloads, yeah, like multiple. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll out. make it work. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. So, but yeah, so Curtis Stone and and Luke Callahan in the course. One thing that Curtis says to not take a property is if it has thistle, but it's like. But when you're getting started, he's also got his down to sets of science that he doesn't want to deal with that. And, and I totally understand. And I understand it. too. And he has options. And they even say this in the course too. Like, look, if it's your only option, then then do it. But try to avoid it if you can. 
He also doesn't want to weed at no, all. And I don't either. We're just neither do I. Yeah. But yeah. we're just getting started, yeah, and we yeah. don't have the the number of beds he has. So for us no. to go over and pull a few little baby thistle out here and there that are poking up through the holes, it's, it's not the end of the world. No. No, and I, and I think and I think it's going to work out well. I think the solarization is going to do quite a bit to it. Um, I mean, stuff's going to be cooking. We we sprayed it. You you can see on my Instagram and Facebook, like we we put weights on it. Um, we so it's all weighted down, but then we sprayed it with water too to put the extra pressure so that it's touching the 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 tarp is touch or the plastic is touching the the. Um, the ground and with solarization you want to make sure you wet the soil first too because that's going to conduct the heat and it's it's also the steam that's trapped under there that's doing the killing yeah so we we wet it down pretty good and you've got that lovely ohio clay here yeah so that water's just gonna chill out there so that water is gonna definitely steam from the, the sun it was a nice it hot was already day steaming when we left yeah it was a nice hot day today and we actually we got that done before it got too hot too and we were starting to get grumpy towards the end because it was starting to get hot then we came back and we ate some food and now we're, we're happy again a little grumpy you're little, like why are we doing this i'm like why are we doing this right now and you're like because we did a little extra thing we did it we end. did an extra thing and and i was like our work was done in my brain i'm ready to go home and drink some water and just kind of recover and you're like, because it's the right thing to do, man. It's going to make everything look nice, and we're going to get weeds out of there. So I'm like, those are excellent points, Rich. I'm glad we're doing this right now. And it's like I wasn't thinking my normal my normal self, but it's, and you know, it was just one of those things. And, uh, you know, the, the communication's been good, and I think soon we'll get we'll get better in knowing how the other likes likes to be communicated with. And it's only going to get better. Absolutely, man. So I think on that note, about an hour, Rich. So I think we can go ahead and wrap it up, buddy. So yeah, this man. is episode uh, six, of Failing Forward, season season two, episode six. Nice. So, anyways, man, thanks for thanks for coming on, everybody. Thanks again for listening, and uh, looking forward to bringing another episode soon.